I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi there, this is Jill Atwood, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Upholding Valor. It is the time of year for reflection here at VA. It can be a tough time of year for our veterans, and we are so grateful to those who entrust their care to us. We are honored to be allowed into their world, hear their stories, and heal them both mentally and physically. I want to tell you about Stu Shipley. He's a Vietnam veteran. He speaks to us candidly about his challenges after service and even decades after of his personal battle with PTSD and suicide. We humbly share his story in the hopes it will encourage other veterans to reach out. Here's Stu. I would sit at night on watch sometimes and cry and hear other men crying. And uh, it was difficult to... Uh, to put things in perspective of why a man would be weeping in the middle of the night. And for me, it was, uh, it was just such a personal thing. You looked at each man every day in the eye and you knew that you might not be looking in his eye two hours from now or 10 minutes from now. That's hard reality to live with every day. 24 hours a day and uh, but they were all brave brave heroes every one of them and I, and I am proud to have served with those men I honor those those men deeply and I came home without a scratch and the guilt I had when I finally came home just overwhelmed me it, it took me to the point of suicide, not once, but about 10 to 20 times, because I am a survivor. I have made it, and so many of the, my fellow comrades gave, gave their all. And so the last 50 years since this war, since I've been in this war, has been a big struggle, a big struggle. It took a lot of years. I uh, started coming to the VA many, many years ago. Uh, didn't realize I had severe PTSD. Uh, I got home, I became an alcoholic. Um, some drugs. Smoked a lot of pot and um, was everywhere. It kept, you know, it was a, it, it made you cope. Was it right? I don't know. It's what it was. 
was war. And everybody did what they did. Uh, everybody had their own way of dealing with it. And, uh, and then when I got home, you know, you got off the plane there and I wore my uniform proudly and went to Denny's and got called a baby killer and was spit on. So I think I'm not speaking for every Vietnam vet, not every vet experienced that, but a lot did. And so then I started wondering, what was this all for? You know, what was it all about? I'm a mess. I'm an alcoholic. I, I've had a gun to my head I don't know how many times sitting up in the mountain trying to forget all this mess. And uh, I don't know. You know, you write your suicide note to try to explain how you're feeling. And, uh, and then I thought of my three sons and, uh, and my grandchildren and I thought, I can't do this, you know, I can't do this, but I can't keep living like this either. It's just a mess from job to job, and two marriages and so depressed about life in general. There, you know, it wasn't anything worth living for. And then I, you know, I put my Marine Corps years away and hated them. I hated my government. I hated everything that, that had to do with the flag in America and our forefathers and I became so, so bitter. And, uh, and I finally wound up in a gutter somewhere in LA and I woke up out of this gutter in my vomit and I called a friend of mine and he came and got me and he said, what the heck's the matter with you? What are you? I don't know how I got there. And, uh, and I came to the VA, and I said, I, I'm really screwed up here. I need some help. And uh, they started out, of course, with your therapy. You know, you get into therapy. You gather in a room with 12 or 15 other old guys like me. And everybody's going to tell their stories. Didn't work for me. I don't need to hear their story. I got my own. I've seen enough of my own. I've seen enough of theirs. So that group therapy didn't work. I tried that for a couple years and that just went downhill and I wound up in the psych ward up here and uh, spent a few weeks there up the medication the pills for a long time you know most Vietnam vets in their in their when they're bad times they're you're walking pharmacy and they try different pills to get you leveled out what I call getting you leveled to where you can tolerate or yeah. And, um, and to this day, I shop at Walmart at midnight. I can't go to baseball games. I can't go to hockey games. I can't go to football games. I can't go to concerts. People. Just, so I shop by myself at midnight at Walmart where there ain't nobody there. But it's okay. I've learned to adjust and adapt to that. And, uh, and so the VA... Um, really, really helped me. Um, you've got to want to be helped, though. It, you know, um, you can keep going down that path. So I stopped drinking and uh, haven't done drugs since 1976 or something like that.
but I take my meds every day. You know, it keeps me level. Uh, I still have nightmares occasionally, not not as frequent as 10 years ago. Uh, but I've put the war into a perspective now for me personally. Every vet will deal with this, and the, God bless the men coming back from Afghanistan and the men that went to Iraq. Different place, different time, still war. Same same thing going on with them. And uh, uh, everybody has to find, every vet's got to find their own way of dealing with what they saw and and what they experienced. And and being a survivor, having such survivor guilt is probably my hardest thing uh, for me to take care of. But but I realized that everyday life is so precious. No matter how bad it gets, never get as bad as that. Never. Ever. Not here. A lot of people look at suicide as being a very selfish act. I've had the pistol to my head about 20 times over a 15-year period. To me, uh, someone that's contemplating suicide uh, with severe PTSD or mental illness or, or, or anything like that, inside, inside, they're absolutely screaming for help. They don't want to do, really do this. They really don't. And the VA has such great programs now to help you get through what you think you can't get through. When you reach the point of putting a gun to your head or in your mouth or considering jumping off a building or whatever it is you're thinking about doing, when you reach that point in your mind, in your mind, that is the only thing that will bring you relief. There's no other way out. There's no, there's, there is no other answer to, to what you're feeling. If you kill yourself, your troubles are over. Your sleepless nights will be no more. Your nightmares will go away. Your anxiety will go away. Your drinking problem will go away. Your drug problem will go away. Uh, the problems you have with your family, your friends, it all goes away with one bullet. But inside, you're really actually screaming for help because you really don't. I mean, in my case, I did want to do it, but I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't. And, and the, the VA took me, and it was a one-on-one, -on -one and they talked to me, and, and I told them how I was feeling. They made me realize that you can get past that feeling of hopelessness. You, you truly can. And, and a lot of vets would say, no, I'm on this anti-depression stuff, and I'm more depressed now than I was when I started taking it. And uh, so they change your medication up, or they change the combination of it, feel a little better for three or four months, and things get leveled out, and you go along okay, and then all of a sudden you have a, a relapse, what I call a relapse. I had one uh, last year. I spent four days at the psych ward. I knew I was at that peak again, and I just admitted myself. There is some fantastic people that work here um, in this whole VA hospital center. And I urge every 
Vietnam vet that's having any kind of problems, family problems, spouse problems, drug, alcohol, uh, thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, it, it all fits into one big ball and, it, and I urge them all to come to the VA and talk to someone, get some help. It's, it's here. I know, I know for a fact I'll never put a gun to my head ever again. I, I have guns at home. I like to go out plinking and shooting and I do it quite regularly during the summer and I enjoy it. But I will never stick a gun to my head again. Um, life is too precious and there is such good help here at the VA that it's, uh, you're doing yourself an injustice if you don't seek some help because they can help. They helped me. And, and, and I saw other vets that were in the psych ward with me, and I saw the help that they got. It's not going to erase anything. The, the, the pills, the, the therapy, the one-on-one -on -one consultation with your mental health provider, you go home, you lay down, boom. Here comes another nightmare. It doesn't erase what you went through, what you saw and felt, but it allows you to live and, and understand that what you did at that point in time was your duty. It was your duty. And you willfully, you willfully joined. Some, some, some guys were drafted. But it, it allows you to realize you don't, you'll never forget it, and you shouldn't forget it. You shouldn't forget your experiences. Um, they'll make you stronger. And for me, the VA was an extremely monstrous help to me uh, to make me proud and make me realize I'm worth living. I, I may not make a dent in anybody else's life or invent something really fantastic, but that doesn't matter. That truly doesn't matter. You served your country. You served the people of this nation with pride, honor, bravery. I think that's enough worth living for. Just that. Not to mention your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. I've got 12 grandchildren, two great-grandchildren, three sons. I mean, my gosh. You know, uh, and, and vets have a hard time finding jobs. I was fortunate enough to have a good trucking job and trucked my whole life and retired. And I live on my VA substance and my Social Security. It's pretty meager, but um, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I made it. And uh, other vets need to need to get up here and get the help and wonderful people work here I've never I've never had a bad experience here not one time ever and I've come here for the last 35 40 years for all different kinds of stuff my legs getting bad now my disc in my back are shot and you know hop around a little bit but uh, life is good and uh, don't ever forget what you did in Vietnam. You know, keep it in your heart and keep it in your mind. But but you can learn 
to live level and be halfway, be halfway normal. Most, I have to admit, most Vietnam vets are pretty screwy. They're a little, they're a little different kind of breed. And you know what? I'm, I'm proud to be part of that, part of that breed of men. Uh, some are a little, a little over the top, but for the most part, uh, they're men that gave their all. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of their. Uh, I'm grateful to be a part of that group. Very proud to say that I am a Vietnam veteran. We hope that this very emotional and candid account will encourage other veterans to seek help, whether here at VA or through other means. You matter to us. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all service members and their loved ones. Remember that free confidential support that's available to you. The Veterans Crisis Line is available. Here's the phone number. Jot it down. 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. That number again, 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Upholding Valor. And we'll see you next time.